Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I am Evangelist Janice Nelson, and I want to welcome you to season two of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole, a weekly women's Bible study podcast. Today is Sabbath Sunday, July 10, the year of our Lord, 2022. In this Bible study podcast, we address various issues that break the spirit of women and then seek to promote women's spiritual wholeness and well-being with lessons learned from the word of God. Ladies, what if Jesus had not taken the punishment we well deserved upon himself and not died in our place? What if God had not intervened and kept us on the path of discipleship? What if God did not preserve the saints' work for Christ? What if God had not preserved us from death? When we come back, we're going to answer the question, what if? Stay tuned. Welcome back to Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. Today, we are answering the question, what if? And our scripture reading is taken from Psalms 124, verses 1 through 8. And I will be reading from the New International Version of the Bible if you want to follow along with the scripture reading. Now, beginning in Psalms 124 at verse 1, the word of God says, If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, If the Lord had not been on our side, when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of his word. Amen. Lady Psalm 124 begins with the word if. In fact, both verses one and two leads with the word if. They say, if the Lord had not been on our side. Let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side, when people attacked us. The word if means on condition that, provided or providing that or presuming that. It is a reference to a condition or supposition. In this psalm, the psalmist is thinking about God and his people and the huge difference it has made for Israel that God was and is on their side. This is a praise hymn about the Lord's care and protection of the people of Israel when their nation faced ferocious aggressiveness. And this psalm is also about us 
believers today, because it is a theological statement of God's perseverance with his saints. So let's unpack Psalm 124. Psalm 124 is believed to have been written by David, but there is some debate about this among scholars because Psalm 124 is not included in the Septuagint, which is a Greek version of the Hebrew Bible or Old Testament. And because it is also excluded from some Hebrew manuscripts. If this Psalm was written by David, it would make sense because we know something about the threat he and the Israelis faced from their enemies, the Philistines, who came close to swallowing Israel alive and to sweeping Israel away. Verses three through five says, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. These verses describe the dangers Israel faced against the Philistines who had defeated King Saul and his armies in a battle in which both he and his son, Jonathan, had been killed. Now, the Philistines were out to capture King David. And you can read about the Philistines' military strategies to capture David in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 17 through 25. The great commentator Derek Kinder expresses in his writings how Psalm 124 is a psalm of David that reflects on how serious a danger the attack that the Philistines raged was. Considering the descriptions of the dangers Israel faced against the Philistines in verses 3 through 5 of our text, it would be easy to see how this psalm praising God for his protection during the early days of Israel's national history would have been incorporated into the songs that pilgrims sang on their way up to Jerusalem. Songs of praise sung by pilgrims as they ascended Jerusalem, the city on the hill, would have been their way of saying that the God they were going to Israel to worship was a great and mighty God. The title given to our study today is What If? Psalm 124 is a moving psalm about the power of the six images that occur in the psalm, one right upon another. The first image found in verse three is that of an animal swallowing its prey. It says, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. They were Israel's enemies who could have been not only the Philistines, but also the Babylonians. Whoever they were, they were formidable and they did not come to play. They came to devour, or as the psalmist says, swallow Israel alive. We might say, eat them alive, which is an idiom that means to overwhelm or easily defeat one as a result of being more aggressive, powerful, or skilled. For the believer, our enemy is the devil, who Jesus in John 10, 10 warns, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We know him as a prowler or a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 
When we face fierce attacks from our enemies, whoever they may be, and the Lord delivers us, we may well ponder just as the Jews in this Psalm 124 verses 1 through 2 did. If the Lord had not been on our side, when people rose up and attacked us. The second image that occurs in this Psalm is that of a flood submerging its victims. And verse four, which says, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. Old Testament scriptures uses the image of a flood for sudden life-threatening dangers. One explanation for this is that in the dry, rugged mountains of central Palestine, cracks and gullies of the hills were all connected. And when the rain fell on the hard-baked soil, it would run off and collect into Waldies, where it could rise to dangerous heights in just a few minutes. I imagine that Jesus was considering such a situation when in Matthew chapter 7, verse 27, he warned his hearers against building their spiritual life houses on sand. He said, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. If the Lord had not been on our side and provided us with a solid foundation on which to build our spiritual lives, we would be engulfed every time by life's sudden and unexpected tragedies. In order for us to survive troubles when they come, we must build on Jesus who is our solid rock. The third image that occurs in this psalm is that of a torrent rushing over everything. It is found also in verse 4 where the first line says the flood would have engulfed us. The second line of verse 4 says the torrents would have swept over us. The idea is of a torrent sweeping over helpless people, leaving them impoverished and ruined, and then moving on. Sometimes our troubles are like a flood and we are not just submerged or engulfed by the flood, but even buried by the flood. The Greek word for trouble is tribulation or thelipsis. The apostle Paul refers to this word in Romans 8.34 or 8.35, where he asks, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. Sometimes our troubles are like the ellipsis, which has to do with pressure or being pressed down by something. The Latin word used to translate the ellipsis, and the ellipsis is spelled T-H-L-I-P-S-I-S. The Latin word used to translate the ellipsis in the Vulgate or the Latin Holy Bible is tribulum, from which we get our word tribulation. It means a threshing sled, which was drawn over grain on a threshing floor to break the heads and separate the whole grain from the shaft. 
the analogy being made is that our troubles are sometimes like threshing in that they press on us in such a ferocious manner that we feel as if we are being broken up like stalks of grain. Then we can say, if the Lord had not been on our side, if the Lord had not lifted us up, bound our wounds and healed us, we would have suffered or even died suddenly and in an untimely manner. The fourth image that occurs in this psalm takes this image to a final step. It is that of waters sweeping everything before them in verse five, which says the raging waters would have swept over us Imagine a flood that not only destroys everything in its path, but sweeps everything away. We hear news stories and read about flash floods and thunderstorms that cause roads to become like raging rivers that sweep everything away. As muddy waters makes its way through gardens, homes, garages, underground car parks, engulfing and suddenly sweeping away everything people counted on as sure and necessary for their well-being. When we consider this, we can we as believers not say, if the Lord had not been on our side, when we have been swept when we would have been swept away ourselves. The only reason we have survived troubles that have come our way is that the Lord has set our feet on solid rock and established our comings and our goings forever. The fifth image that occurs in this Psalm is that of an animal grinding its prey in verse six, which says, Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. This image, as well as the sixth image, which we'll get to in a moment, thanks God for his deliverance, as opposed to reflecting on that which, uh, on what would have happened. If the Lord had not been on our side, this fifth image found in verse six of an animal actually grinding on a carcass. This is what King Darius expected to see when he rushed to the lion's den early in the morning following the day he had reluctantly caused Daniel to be lowered into the lion's den. Darius had been unable to sleep that night. And at the first glimmer of dawn, he rose to see how Daniel fared. In Daniel chapter 6, verse 20, the Bible says, Darius cried out, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? And Daniel chapter 26, verse 22, the Bible says, Daniel answered the king saying, my God sent his angels and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me. Daniel could have just as easily answered, if the Lord 
had not been on my side. Believers today can actually say, if the Lord had not been on our side, my enemies would have ground me into little pieces, swallowed me up and spit out my bones. The sixth and final image that occurs in this psalm is that of a bird entangled in a trap in verse seven, which says, we have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Roland E. Prothero, a British agricultural expert, records in his book called The Psalms in Human Life, how the Psalms influenced, encouraged, challenged, and preserved God's people. Concerning verse 7 of our text, he records that there is an old seal still in existence that was once the property of a Huguenot refugee, which bears as its device a net below and above, a bird soaring upwards. It has as its text a version of the words of verse 7. It says, my soul is escaped even as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. In case you do not know, the Huguenots were a religious group of French Protestants who held to the reform or Calvinist tradition of Protestantism. This Huguenot refugee who came to America knew that he had been delivered from the snare of his fierce enemies by God and God alone. When by the grace of God, he delivered us from the snares of our fierce enemies, should we not say if the Lord had not been on our side, we would never have escaped the snares our enemies set for us. These six images that we just looked at represent external physical trouble. But what about sin and his punishment? What if Jesus had not taken the punishment we well deserve upon himself and not died in our place? We would have suffered God's just wrath and judgment and suffered for our sins forever. Instead, the believer can say, therefore, there is now no condemnation for us who are in Christ Jesus. What if God had not intervened and kept us on the path of discipleship? We would be like Peter, who would have fallen away and been lost if Jesus had not interceded for him. And Luke chapter 22, verses 31 through 32, Jesus told Peter, Simon, Simon. Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fall. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. It is hard to miss seeing that in this verse, these verses, Jesus did not call Peter by the name he gave him. Peter, which many really means stone. Rather, Jesus uses his former name and calls attention or to call attention to his weaknesses. Remember, Peter thought he was strong enough to stand by Jesus no matter what might happen. But when the time of testing came, he denied Jesus three times. And if it were not for Jesus's prayers for him, Peter would have fallen away completely as a result of his failure and humiliation. 
What if God did not preserve the saints, work for Christ? Our lives would have no meaning, no purpose. We remember that Moses, after all of his labors prayed, established the work of our hands for us. Yes, established the work of our hands. What if God had not preserved us from death? In our psalm text today, death is pictured as a flood that rises up to engulf the living and sweep them away. The Bible views death as a fierce enemy, but God promises to walk with us through death's waters. And more than that, God promises a resurrection. And scripture asks, where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thank you, God, for giving us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Psalm chapter 23, verse 4, King David wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Psalm 124 began with cries of deliverance and led to a declaration of thanks to God for his deliverance in the second stanza, which says, praise be to the Lord. These words in verse six mean thank you. We praise God because we are thankful to him for his many spiritual and material deliverances. The sequence of thought between the two stanzas can be summed up by the short English connecting words, if, then, but, and therefore. If the Lord had not been on our side, then we would have perished, but the Lord has been on our side, therefore we will praise him. There should be genuine thanksgiving to God expressed by Christians, but it is not often heard in our everyday speech and is not a major portion of our worship services. The reason for this, I think, is because God has been so good and so faithful to us that we take his protection and deliverances for granted. Yet if we only knew what would happen to us if God were not protecting us, that we, we would perish instantly. Then we would be thankful and praise God wholeheartedly and often. The final verse of Psalm 124 echoes Psalm 121, verse 2. Verse 8 says, Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. These words direct our thoughts to God, who is the only sure help of his people and the only rightful object of our true devotion. There are three important emphases in this verse. First, our help is in the name of the Lord, with emphasis on the Lord. Others may offer to help us, but we dare not turn to them because they do not have what we need. Only the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, is adequate for us and our weakness because he is omniscient, meaning he always knows what we need and knows it perfectly. He is omnipresent, meaning he is always present when we need him. He is omnipotent, meaning he has unlimited power and is able to do what needs to be done wherever, whatever needs to be done. He is loving and gracious and has our spiritual best interests at heart. As such, there is no need for us to trust in any other God, lowercase g, or lean on other people. The second emphasis in verse 8 of our text is that of our help is in the name of the Lord with emphasis on the word help. 
everything we need or can possibly need is in God. And because we are so helpless, we should rejoice that our help is in God. Further, we are witnesses to the gospel, and as such, God has given us words to speak, blessings as our testimony in the lives of others, and help as travelers on life's journey being guided on the right path and kept from perilous pitfalls and harmful detours. The final emphasis in verse 8 of our text is that our help is in the Lord with emphasis on the word our. The help that is to be found in the Lord is our help. Not someone else's, but our very own help. We have tested God's word. We have found God to be everything he has described himself to be. We look at the past and testify that the Lord has helped me. We look at the present and assert that the Lord is my help today. And we look at the future and affirm that the Lord will be my help forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Broken Vessels, Mending and Whole. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to support it, we have several ways in which you can do that. First, via the Tithely app at Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. Second, at Giblify, G-I-B-E-L-I-F-Y.com. You may donate to Broken Vessels, hyphen, Mended and Whole. Or you may mail whatever gifts of love you feel led to give to Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. We are a 501c3 nonprofit religious organization located at PO Box 34637, Los Angeles, California. Please join me next week for another episode of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. And don't forget to check in with me on Facebook Live at Evangelist Janice, that's J-A-N-I-S, Nelson, today at 12 noon Pacific Daylight Time. In the meantime, take good care and may God continue to bless you. Amen.